This is the Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones of christylittlejones.com, episode number 129. Today's episode is our monthly discussion with Nicole Clough of My Tilted Crown Productions. Once a month, we talk about issues that resonate with people who are facing separation or divorce. And in today's episode, Nicole shares her experience of learning some shocking news about her husband before separation. And she takes us through her process of choosing to love anyway. Up next on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. Welcome to the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Little-Jones. I'm a relationship coach, a marriage and family champion, and the chief cheerleader for women all over the world. The Wife Wisdom Podcast is a real conversation designed to help you cultivate the heart of a wife. If you are single and desire to be married, if you are newly married and want to thrive as a wife, or if you are a seasoned wife and just need a little encouragement staying a wife, you are in the right place. If you are new to our podcast, woohoo! Welcome to the family. I am thrilled that you are here. And if you are already a part of my tribe and you don't already know, I love and appreciate you. Today's episode is our monthly collaboration between the Wife Wisdom Podcast and My Tilted Crown Productions. We come together once a month to focus on, encourage, support, and champion women who may be separated or divorced right now, but still have a desire to be married. So let me tell you a little bit about Nicole Clough and how My Tilted Crown came about. Nicole was married and had three children. Life was pretty normal until... 14 years later, one day, her husband didn't want to be married anymore. She was devastated. She had never planned for this. She found herself as a single mom of three teenagers. But in true fashion, she turned lemons into lemonade and created My Tilted Crown Productions as an encouragement to women whose crown had been tilted by life's unforeseen circumstances. But it didn't change the powerful woman within. Because you are not married does not mean that you don't have or can't cultivate the heart of a wife. So thank you for joining me for today's episode with founder and CEO of My Tilted Crown Productions, Nicole Clough. Yes, I'm so excited. This is one of my favorite episodes throughout the month where we collaborate and talk and it's love month and just something that is such a a part of each of us and who we are. And I really believe what brings us together. And so welcome again, Nicole, super excited to have you and my Tilted Crown Productions. And so, yes, we've been talking about love this this month. And yeah. I'm so excited because your story about love is so powerful. It is mm. so, what's the word? Um, it's so even shocking. <laughs> <laughs> There's a word. There's a word, right? But, you know, when we go through life and we, confront and we face very shocking moments or very traumatic moments, right? Traumatic moments, but can still press into a place of love. Mm. It is, it really is loving like God. 
And Absolutely. so isn't it? So yes. Yes. So um, tell us a little bit about pressing into love when <laughs> everything around you, including even you was telling you not to, right? <laughs> so let's start in the, like what you were, you were talking a little bit about what, where's love, like what love looked like or what that was or what you thought it was. Yeah. Okay. So there's so many ways that I could dive into this. Like, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I'm like, okay, do I talk about what, you know, what, what really made love, like hit you in the gut sort of thing. But let me just take you back really, really quickly before I like jump to like the main event and then go on <laughs> with, you know, the aftermath of it all, as you call it, the uh, postmortem, right? <laughs> what is it? Postmortem? And post, no, no. That, what do they call that? What after, after dead people? Anyway. All right. So, yes. So when my husband and I met, you know, love was something that really was a part of who I was. Like I told myself, I want to have a PhD in love. I really want that to be just, just foundational for me. And because of our story um, between him and I that spanned 14 years, love was something that we knew was really at the core of who we were. And so when we got married, uh, of course, it was probably more my idea. You know, I was taking this thing and my my spiritual approach to our day, and I wanted it to be all kinds of glorious and spiritual anointing dripping on the day, right? You know how we do as women of God, and we've been trained in that mentality, right? So, okay, enough drama. So, what I did was is I took First Corinthians thirteen, and I took every part of that. And I put them on these little cards with our picture and each one of them, like one of them said, love is patient. And one said, love is kind and love does not boast. And I took every single segment of that from an amplified version of it that I had. And I put them on these little cards. And then I had my beautiful little nieces, uh, Naja and Courtney, walk down the aisle and give each person who was sitting on the end of the aisle one of these cards, because in our mind, we were lining the aisle with love. Mm. And we knew that love was what was going to take us through this journey because there's so much to our story. So good. And so here we are, you know, married and love is just our thing. And then 2014 Valentine's Day hits. If you haven't heard the, <laughs> haven't heard my, my uh, live on it, um, that's when love sort of gut punched me. You know, not love, because love didn't gut punch me, but love just sort of was knocked out of me a little bit. The wind was knocked out mm -hmm. of me, you know, when my husband shared that he was not sexually attracted to me and that he was gay. And in that moment, it was like, what am I going to do? Do you know, how am I going to respond? How am I going to, in this moment, show up? Now, I have a really good friend who talks about the second lady. There's a first lady, the church lady, and the second lady. <laughs> so the church lady wasn't even anywhere in these found. We don't know what happened in Shirley. Right. But the first lady was like, okay we love Jesus. So how are we going to respond? Like, 
-hmm. you know, some of this was just kind of like so shocking, like you don't even know what to do. The second lady wanted to like cuss, throw things, tell him to kiss my whatever. I'm packing up my stuff. I'm rolling out deuces to you, bro. It, you know, and move on. But here's the, here's the real deal. And, and this is how I think God sees us through Christ that, okay, you did something wrong. This, this right here is beyond something wrong. Like this is like, we are not even on the same planet. But at the same time, there's an undercurrent of love. There's a relationship. There's a foundation that you built with each other. And now this person's dropping a bomb on you. Are you just going to pack up and roll out without any consideration, without any forethought? And being who I am, you know, I was shocked. I was devastated. I was taken back. I was totally just caught off guard in that moment it's valentine's day i'm preparing to like shower him with 14 days of romance i'm about to you know lay it oh you know how we do i'm about to put it down i'm about to put it on him and before i could even go down that road he put it on me yeah and so i really had to dig deep i really had to ask myself all of this love that we talked about all of this lining the aisles, all of this, you know, God was dealing with me about starting crown to love apparel. That was this, you know, one month later, I launched my business and God had been dealing with me about love and I want to celebrate people shine. And here I am in the moment, what am I going to do? And honestly, if I could tell you in that moment, what I did, that would probably be a miracle because everything is still was a blur in that time, but I had to find a refuge. I had to find strength in that moment. And that moment didn't mean right at that time, but uh, God told me to shower him and love on him anyway, and do the things that I was going to do for him anyway. Now I really wanted to say, hell no I ain't doing that (laughs) (laughs) that's what I wanted to say but I did it and this is how I found the way to do it and I still do this from time to time you know that same amplified version of first Corinthians 13 I began to put my name where love was And in order for me to really walk this out fighting, because I wasn't, I wasn't about to let the devil steal my marriage. I wasn't about to, I'm like, I know, listen, nobody has to come in and tell me about homosexuality and gay and choice. And don't nobody have to tell me all that. Okay. I get it. But as a woman of God, I'm standing on what the word of God says. And so this is what I did. My friend, Nicole, gave this to me years ago before I got married. And it still speaks to me because it's the word. But this version is just amazing. I said, let me describe Nicole. The text says, let me describe love. I am slow to lose patience. I stay in difficult relationships with kindness. And I always look for ways to be constructive. There is no envy in me. I am not possessive and I never boil over with jealousy. 
I make no parade of myself and I never boast, nor do I puff up with pride. I am never arrogant and I never put myself on display because I'm neither anxious to impress nor do I cherish inflated ideas of my own importance. I never get irritated and I'm never resentful. And it goes on and on and wow. on. And uh, it says, love never does the graceless thing. And I would say, I never do the graceless thing. Mm. And so in that moment, you know, I, I, I don't consider myself to have been some superhuman because I feel and I was angry and I was resentful and I was, there were so many emotions that, were, that was going on in me. But when, but when God began to knock on my heart and he asked me to step up to the plate and to respond in the opposite spirit, it took much prayer. It took much time in the presence of God, getting up at 4.30 and crying out to the Father and, and spending that time in his presence because without him, I would not have made it. Y'all would have saw me on TV. I'd have had on an orange suit for real. <laughs> exactly. I can't imagine. I, I marveled at your faith during this time, really, I marveled at your strength and your consistency and your focus and your hope. And, you know, I, I can hear the, I, it, it's like when you were sharing what you went through and what you had to do, I felt like we went back in that time. We oh were my there. God. Yeah, I felt it. It was like, yes. I was about to cry in this mode. I'm like, get together, girl. Get together. Yes, yes, I could feel it. And I'm sure our listeners could too, because we all have been, we've all have faced something pretty traumatic and we all have been given free will to make a choice. Yeah. And the idea is to, get to the other side of the trauma in love, right? <laughs> to get to the other side of the trauma with patience and kindness and grace for yourself as you move through this process and ultimately for the other person who may have caused the trauma, right? And so I just thank you for sharing the practical piece of what you did and how you did it. In even just a few sentences, you sharing, and that was the amplified version of- Yeah, yeah, it was, an, it was, it was a, it's a different, it's not just a regular amplified that you will find like on the shelf. I think somebody amplified it even more from that. Got it. Got it. <laughs> and, you know, I just think it's so, so beautiful, sis. Thank you so much for sharing because I'm just encouraged even in my own um, process of, because, you know, it doesn't have to be like trauma is relative, right? You know, it's not, it doesn't have to be my husband told me that he's gay to, you know, or my husband had an affair or, you know, this person, my son 
or uh, somebody you love died or, you know what I mean? Like, um, it really is, how do we respond? How do we press in to continue to love when you really want to respond in a way that would, would end you up in a orange jumpsuit? <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. And, you know, and I just think that it resonates so much with everyone because yeah, I, I remember <laughs> being, I wanted to, I could visualize myself with a bat and literally, you know how, when you have rage and <laughs> you just take that and you wear, like you wear yourself out to every muscle is tired. And that's what yes. I wanted to do to his face. Like I wanted to <laughs> step over and wear it out, like in the movies, right? And so, right. and I'm sure we've gone, you know, we, we've gone there in our minds, but when we realize like when you make the decision to choose to a, a life of lordship and you choose to live your life for God, it's, there's a, a standard right? Yeah. There's a, a requirement, uh, an ownership um, that, that comes with that choice. Mm -hmm. And so I appreciate you sharing just even a practical piece of something that you used to get you through the trauma of the news that you heard. And so yeah. taking that one moment at a time, taking those steps one moment at a time is that how did you get to the place of really executing love differently when even you it was difficult for you to even feel that in the moment yeah yeah I think it was just it's it was an everyday decision right it's not like okay I made a decision today to do this and you know, it's every day you choose love. Now, you don't get it right every day. Right. You know, there, there are times when your emotions, they will get the best of you. Yes. They will. And I think when that happens, you know, God, God definitely knows his daughter. And so when I am maxing out in one area, God's like, I'm going to have to flip the script because... <laughs> repetition is not <laughs> working <laughs> you know it's yeah. not making you know uh what is that what they say repetition makes you it's know the mother uh, of all you know. Know. yeah it's, that it wasn't working with that because it's like okay because then you get into autopilot when it's ah, no longer your heart that's involved it becomes it. a habit and you know when you when you're intentional in something like this it cannot be habitual mm -hmm. because it's no longer connected to your heart it's no longer connected to the source of where love is coming from it's just a habit you just just like i used to drive to pittsburgh it's 4 hours away from dc honestly i probably drove sleep half the time and I could do it with my clothes. I could probably tell you everything there is from DC to Pittsburgh. And there are times I wondered how in the world did I get here safely because I wasn't even watching. It is the same way in marriage. When you become habitual in a practice and it's not emotionally tied to the source who is God, it's a habit. It means nothing half the time. That's why, that's why the beginning of Corinthians says, you know, if you do all these things without love, 
it's like clanging cymbals and it's like brass. It's like noise because listen, the source is God. And when you're not doing it through the source, but through the funnel of your habit, you might as well not even do it. Mm. Mm. You might as well not even do it. And so God had to change the way I did things. You know, there are times when, you know, because I may have had an attitude or responded in certain ways, like God is like, you need to go apologize. I was like, (laughs) what? I don't think so. Like, no, but there are times I apologize. There are times, you know, there was, there, there was a season in this because, you know, we still slept in the same bed. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's part of the story nobody knows. So breaking news, we still slept in the same bed. And there were times God just said to me, every night I want you to pray for him. I was like, you what? I was like, seriously? Mm-hmm. Like I pray for him, Lord, but I don't have to do that out loud. You know, I don't have to do that with him. Mm. Um, but that's something that God had me do just to pray for him at night. Mm. And that really began to, to chisel away, you know, at the, at the bitterness that I felt, the hardness of my heart, you know, because you can, you can just sometimes not feel. Right. And unfortunately, the person who you're trying to affect half the time they're not only are they oblivious to it, but it doesn't just affect them. It's affecting my children. Yeah. Because love isn't, you know, it doesn't pick and choose where it goes. Mm. You may think you're doing a good job of showing love, but let me tell you something. The spirit will always bear witness with the spirit and your children are more keen to what is real than you think they are. For sure. And so I really had to rely on God to be everything I needed this time. So from prayer to going out of my way to, for, to doing things, to serving him. Yeah. I mean, it, it entailed it all. Yeah, it did. That's so good. I love what you said about um, that. When, when a situation calls you to be intentional, you can't allow habitual to creep in. That is yes. so powerful in so many ways. Yeah. Wow. 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 And so I, I, I just thank you for, um, you know, just taking us on a, a piece of your journey, especially because it, it happened in this time frame. you know, yes. it happened um, during this time of where love is kind of the focus and of what's going on. And I mean, love is a focus every day, but, um, but, you know, but just, I think also one of the things that I wanted to, to touch on is when we are, we desire to be obedient. And so God said to pray for your husband. And then he was like, but I need you to pray this way. And you're like, no, I don't want to pray that way. I don't want to do it my way. Right. But just a reminder that when we are guided, when we're directed, when we are, you know, literally we hear the steps that we don't alter the step. 
We yes. don't, we don't step to the side because of discomfort. We don't step to the side because of pride or, you know, cause we don't want to do it that way. I'm going right. to pray, but I'm not going to do it that way. Cause it's still disobedience, still disobedience, still disobedience. So just yeah. the, the reminder of, of, you know, when you are loving someone, you can't be kind and not patient right you don't get to pick and choose <laughs> you can't pick and choose which ones which which characteristics or which you know qualities you can apply to love because you don't want to you don't want to apply certain ones because that's just the way I was created you know what I mean like some people say oh well that's just who I am that's not true that is not right. true. that's what you've been conditioned to believe that you are but that is not true so you know to say, oh, well, love is patient, love is kind, love keeps no records of wrongs. You can't keep a record, oh, well, remember when I did this, remember when you did that, and then, you know, you can't not be patient, but then you're kind. Like, it just doesn't right. make sense. <laughs> yeah. Clang, 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 <laughs> Exactly. Right, right. Oh, yeah, it's, it, it, it's so true. I mean, we we really can't. And, and then, you know, when, when we talk about it's just who I am, it's who I am, who I am, like, we have to realize love is a person love is God. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so when we are acting in love, we are acting in God. Yes. You know, so it's not about how we feel or how we, this is me. No, no, we ain't even talking. We bypassing <laughs> you. <laughs> We're going to the greater one that lives on the inside of you. And mm -hmm. he is the one who moves through you. And when we realize that, that love is a response from God, it's not your response. You are the conduit. You are the vessel that love is flowing through, mm -hmm. but this is God's response to his child through you. Yeah. So, so good. So, so good. So yeah. um, any final words you want to leave for our listeners today, encouragement, um, practical steps, tips to helping them to go from really learning how to practically love or press into a place of, of love after trauma, after the bottom falls out, after the wind's been knocked out of you? Yeah, so so great of a question. Um, and, I, and I have to remember, I want to follow up with you afterwards and, and mention this. Give yourself grace, sisters. You know, know that this is not a perfect journey. You know, every day wasn't perfect. I didn't get this thing right every day. You know, but it's it's a heart that desires to please God, and when he and when you when you have a heart to please God, He makes opportunities for you to please Him, for you to show that love. Um, allow yourself to feel. You know, you may still be angry with this person and you're frustrated, but you can't just throw out the baby with the bathwater. You're not now just like so mad and hate this person. That's why. That's why there are people who continuing abusive relationships, you know, abusive relationships has its element to it that is wrong. However, there's a love there. And even though it's the wrong kind of love, there's a love there. So you have, you have to, in and of yourself, know what trauma is, is leading you to do and what God is leading you to do. Mm -hmm. And that only comes with spending time from him, mm -hmm. with him. Spending time in his presence is so important. Getting in the word of God, 
and allowing that word to refresh you and remind you of who you are. Pray for whoever that person is. You know, this wasn't a marriage where he was beating me and hitting me and all that. That's, that's not what I'm talking about. You know, we were friends for years. And so I had to take that into account. This is my family. This is my legacy. These are my children. You know, am I just going to throw that out? You know, I wanted to fight because I know that life can bring these situations where fighting is essential. And if there's a place in your marriage where you can fight, it may not be this one. You know, it may be what happened with you, Chris, and there was infidelity, you know, or there could be your husband's on drugs, or it could be he's an alcoholic, or it could be he's depressed, or whatever the case may be. You have the ability and the power within you to engage love, engage the power, the transform transformative power of God and move in a, to move in a situation. You have that ability, but sometimes we get selfish and it's all about us and we don't want to do it. We don't want to take the time. And so then to me, that's when you're going to have to, to reconcile that with the father because God's not going to allow us to be selfish. He's going to give us an opportunity to engage him. So I encourage you do the God thing, mm. meditate on love, meditate on grace, meditate on responding in the opposite spirit. It mm. takes, it takes courage. It takes, it takes uh, a tenacity. It takes a humility to do that. Mm. Um, but you can do it. And I want to say to you, Chris, You've walked this journey with me. So, you know, this is conversation we've had many times, but I want to thank you. And sisters, this is another thing. Get yourself an accountability partner. Get someone who's going to get in the trenches with you. I have some generals in the trenches with me. I did not go to war with no first class privates. Okay. I did not go to battle with no E1s. I had some generals. I had some lieutenants. I had some admirals and colonels. I had some serious warriors in my tribe that knew how to get in the trenches with me, get dirty with me. And I just will never forget the day when I felt, I'm sure I was having some type of breakdown. And this was later, you know, after I had been still in this marriage for some years. And I knew that time of separation was coming where I was going to have to make the decision to walk away. And even still, it didn't happen right away. You came and you grabbed some worship music. And you came in that room and you just worshiped God with me and cried with me and just, just bathed me with the presence of God. And that is an experience I will never, ever forget. Mm. So sisters, find you a warrior that knows how to worship and bring the word. It's life-changing. Mm. So good, sis. Absolutely. Because I know you do the same. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> definitely yes. do the same. And it's just, yes. it's so true. I think sisterhood is so powerful. And I think it's something that we all want as sisters. Yes. To have someone that we can truly be honest and authentic and real and um, sincere safely. Yeah. Right. Where we're not judged or criticized or, uh, forced to be something that we're not 
even in that moment, mm-hmm. it's a beautiful gift. It's a beautiful mm-hmm. gift. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Thank you so much for, for just being with me every month, do you know, with just sharing a perspective for, and to women who um, in particular are either separated or divorced, but, but I think just to the heart of a sister, like it's just, so um, powerful to be able to express a love that you have with another woman that's not your biological sister, but a a sister in life, a sister in Christ, a sister in, um, in your purpose in God's plan for your life. Like I, there's so many times I'm like, Oh gosh, thank you, Lord God. You knew who I needed. (laughs) You knew who I needed today. You knew who I needed in this season. You knew who I needed this year or these 10 years or these last 20 years. Like, and it, and it, it really requires love at the center. You have to know how to love like God in order to attract the people that God has waiting for you to do life with you. Mm, that is so good. That is so good. It's true. And not just in sisterhood. No. That's in relationship, relationship as well. Like period. Yes. There are God connections out there. Trust me. I'm so thankful for mine. Yes, me too. Yes, me too. Thank you so much, sis, as always. Love it, love, love, love it. It was so powerful, so good and right on time. Any final words? I just want to say and celebrate you, you ladies out there, or even men who are listening. I want to encourage you that this journey gets better and better every single day. As you encounter God and he continues to, renew and refresh and restore and rebuild your heart and your resolve in knowing that he's on your side, that you don't have to fear, that you don't have to be anxious, that he is empowering you to prosper and to move into the greatest seasons of your life. Be encouraged because greater is coming. It is. Love it. Thanks, sis. Love you. Love you. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode on the Wife Wisdom Podcast. I hope that it was encouraging, inspiring, supportive, or just maybe it made you feel like you were not alone. And so thank you for joining me. If we are not connected yet, I would love to connect with you over on social media on Instagram at wife.wisdom. And we can connect there. Please DM me how the Wife Wisdom Podcast has encouraged you, how it has supported you, how it has been brought up aha moments for you. I read and value and cherish all of the testimonies that I receive from you. So please, please, please keep them coming. And if you have not already rated our podcast on iTunes, please do so. You would just go to iTunes. You could go down to the very first episode where it will say, write a review. And so by writing a review, it helps other women who are looking for the Wife Wisdom Podcast to find it. And so please rate and review our podcast and it helps other people to find uh, our, our different episodes. So again, thank you so much 
for not only joining, but continuing to share this with your family, your friends, your sister circle. I so appreciate you and value your consistent listenership. So have an amazing week and I look forward to connecting with you next week. The Wife Wisdom Podcast with Christy Little-Jones was created to help you cultivate the heart of a wife by giving you practical tools, tips, and techniques to live happily ever after. Well, at least most of the time. (laughs) So until next week, keep learning, keep listening, and keep love first. Bye-bye.